once again, you already know what it is and you already know where you have reached the number one up and coming collaborative professional wrestling podcast anywhere in the world. I go by the name of Sean Hubbard of Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. He goes by the name of Conrad Cushman, represent everything pro wrestling, and we collectively are Clash of the Podcast. It's Monday night, 6.05, actually 6.10. We're a little bit late today, but we're still vibing, still having a good time. We're going to talk about some of the most underutilized wrestlers in the business, as well as some possible future world championship predictions, as we feel that we're going to talk about some people who are should be carrying around the gold in a couple years but before we get into that we got to make sure we get into this it's about that time y'all conrad drop that thing Yeah. Yeah. Conrad, what's the virus, man? Man, you know what time it is. Clash of the Podcast, 6.05 Eastern Standard Time, every Monday. If you're not here, I don't know what you're doing before Raw. I even put this link in my group so that you can watch it if you need something to recover from Raw. Uh, I, I was told Raw wasn't too bad last week. I watched it in chunks. Watched it in chunks. Um. So, uh... We got we got some people popping up in the chat though. Make sure you guys come in, show love. As usual, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to both of our channels. Sean's is down in the description box below, and leave us a comment, man. I love reading your comments and what you guys think of what we're talking about on the show today. But uh, let's let's kick it over to uh, some fine folks here. Quills first one, and he said, "What it do though." What's up, Conrad, Sean, and chat? It's your boy, Sir Quills, is here again to enjoy yet another dope episode of Clash of the Podcast, episode 47. Let's talk about how WWE fumbled the ball yet again. Quills, you know what it is, man. It's, it's, it's becoming a trend. It's becoming the norm, actually, which is why I still, I believe I made this declaration probably about, um, I'd say a month ago, maybe. Um, forgive me if it's give or take a week or two, but... I have not watched Monday Night Raw nor SmackDown live um, in quite some time. I I admit I DVR it, um, but I don't get to I don't get to SmackDown until Mondays, and I don't get to Raw until Wednesday or Thursday, if that. And sometimes they lap each other. That's how disgusted I am with the product. Doug says, "Let me talk to you." Go ahead, Sean. That's all you. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows what day it is. Now for our favorite part, the clash on the left side of the screen representing EPW, Conrad Cushman, and on the right side of the screen representing Hubbard Wrestling Weekly, Sean Hubbard. Doug, I like it. I was talking about you on the pre-production the pre, uh, meeting with Conrad. Good, uh, good energy on your part. All love, Doug. All love. Five more minutes. Five more minutes was just for me, man. I'm I'm a little burnt out today. I went back to work today, and you know how it goes. I was supposed to be off, but I got I got roped into some stuff, so I'm just trying to recover. M. Leezy for Sheezy. Hello, everyone. Good evening. All the best way to kick off the week is Clash of the Podcasts. Very, very much appreciate it. Positively, E in the house. He said ROH was dope, the pay-per-view. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you catch Ring of Honor, Sean? Quick thoughts on it, maybe? I, I did not. I did hear about it. Um, I'll just leave it at that. I, I, I don't know, man. They, 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 listen, they pulled the WWE. The class. No, nothing lined up. It wasn't there. But then when the show came on, the wrestlers do what the wrestlers do, man. Oh, they, they wrestle. wrestle. They wrestle. That's for sure. That's for sure. And and I, I guess that's what Ring of Honor is supposed to be. At least that's how Tony Khan made it sound. It's like he wanted that to kind of be like the showcase for independent wrestling. Not as much story, but more in-ring. And we've seen more Gaga lately on, like, Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, maybe we can get into that one week, too. That's a whole nother. Too, because you're saying that we're seeing more Gaga on Dynamite. That's, scar- that's starting to scare me a little bit because I've always sung the praises of that organization. What? Well, you have to separate Collision and that. And I think Collision has been geared more towards old school wrestling fans. I prefer Collision. I'll tell everybody now. I like how Collision's presented more than Dynamite. I love the opening. Yeah, it's a shiny new toy, but they're doing good so far. But I like the openings. It's Saturday night's main event. You're going to hear from people, I got an issue with you, and I'm going to see you tonight. I know you're in the building. And I'm like, I like this. And then the other guy's like, you're not going to see me because you couldn't see me last week when I beat you. Yeah. You couldn't see me this week when I beat you again. Yeah. And guess what? I'm going to the top to become the next whatever champ, whatever the goal is for them. I like that. Great job out of you recognizing that's the old school Saturday night uh, main event entrance uh, beginning. McKinney in the house. Yo, I'm here to talk wrestling and let y'all know that the grass is only greener on the other side if you ain't over there effing it up. Bro, I want to talk about McKinney for 30 seconds, yo. This dude, I thought he would probably, I mean, great follow on, on Instagram. Make sure you check him out. Dude doesn't just send over wrestling stuff, bro. Like, he sends some inspirational, if you guys notice on my, my, uh, my screen tonight. I'm, I'm not even, I don't even have my name up. I have two inspirational quotes today. Nothing but showing love today. But anyway, McKinney drops gems, bro. This dude, I am so, listen, this, 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 is a, this is a, in my opinion, a microcosm of life. And we've laughed about this in the DM. McKinney used to get on my last nerve, bro. But McKinney, he showed me so fast. This dude is top of the line. He's a good man. I salute you. He's a father. Yo, man, respect to you, my G. Respect. All love, man. Original Biggie's in the house. OB1, as we call him. Yes, uh, good evening, EPW. Good evening, Sean. Hope y'all are doing well. Good evening to you, my G. Renegade L2K, this is James from the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Big shout out to them. They go live on Tuesdays. Got to show them some love. Cody said the term finish the story is being used as a meme. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, hey, there's Jesse from the Pro Wrestling Shoot. They're both on. Look at that. Look Shout at that. Guys, appreciate y'all. Uh, happy Monday, y'all. BJ says that he drops a yeah. Much respect to BJ. Thank you, BJ. He filled in for Derek this week on uh, Dynamite at the last second. Uh, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor was a great pay per view. First time the women main event at Matthew. Thank you for reminding me of that. Willow uh, versus Athena, match of the year contender. I, I did hear about that. I salute that, that the fact that the uh, and my God, like Athena main evented and won a pay per view. That's I'm trying to be. I'm, listen, I'm trying to understand. Okay, I'm trying to get the WWE experience out of my brain. I'm trying to see it for what it is. She is better than what she was before. I have to acknowledge that. 
I just tell people, give Athena a chance. I think she's doing the best work of her career. But I told you she was always saddled by, and I don't even like bringing it up, mm-hmm. that she didn't win the title in NXT from someone who was on why, a role who they couldn't take. Her. That's exactly what derailed her, bro. 100%. It- I'm just saying, I don't want to keep bring like, it's like a albatross hanging oh, over. Like, I don't want that to be over her head all the time. Gotcha. Listen, you're doing great. You're doing your thing. Keep crushing it. No doubt. Keep crushing it. Tokyo the Menace said, let me talk to you. Overrated. I don't I hope that's not about LA Knight. Woo! I hope that's not about <laughs> LA Knight, Tokyo. If they're talking about LA Knight, that is a hot take right there. Right? McKinney said Raw is good in highlight form. <laughs> Sitting there for three hours just ain't it. Yo, Rah- I heard- I heard Raw was okay last week. I a lot a lot of people were yeah, saying that. I heard it wasn't that bad. I mean, but what's not bad these days, you know? Well, exactly. That's a good point. Exactly. Different times, different times. Anthony Slate says, "Hey y'all, what's good?" Also, I hope you're gonna uh, we're gonna hear your thoughts on WWE trying to stall LA Knight and ignore the fans. Oh, we'll get into that, of course. Uh, Ring of Honor. Bad romance. <laughs> Let's see here. The dance off on Dynamite needed some Lady Gaga. You're asking for a lot of money, Matt. Tony, Tony ain't breaking out the bread for all that now. Uh, the best way to start out the week, evening, Conrad, Hub, and Chat. Hello. Thank you, Jocelyn. Jocelyn, become one of my favorite follows on Twitter. God bless you. Uh, McKinney said thank you, bro, for that. Sick in the house was good, Sick. Sick says, what up? What Much up? appreciate it. Eric Douglas said, let me talk to you. Yeah. Uh, Derek in the house saying, yo, yo, yo. My guy, Derek. Guy. Hey, right on time. My guy, Derek. De- Derek, Derek, listen, you you owe a thank you to BJ who filled in for you on Wednesday. All right? Now, if you're not here this Wednesday, we're going to have to start docking some points, man. All right? We're going to have to start taking some points off. You only got so many sick days here at EPW, Derek. All right? So quit messing around and get back to work. Pro Wrestling Shoes said, I actually liked Raw last week. See? See? PWS, man, you're not alone. I'm hearing, I mean, again, like if you missed that part in the very beginning, I am continuing on my uh, journey, my self-inflicted, whatever you want to call it. I do not watch Raw or SmackDown Live. That's my silent protest. But I did hear, I got some some DMs and some texts saying, yo, Raw is not that bad this week, hub. I'm like, okay. Uh, Oh, excuse me. Quill said, Athena's on the run of her life right now, and I don't see anyone in ROH beating her for the title. Uh, AW Women, different story, though. I, I actually thought Willow was winning it. If you would have asked me, like, put 100 down who's winning, I would have picked Willow. I would, so I was wrong. You know, Willow, when I heard about the match, I thought Willow would win because she's on a little bit of a winning streak, especially with, I mean, she lost the, you know, New Japan um, title, but she uh, she won the Owen Foundation Cup. I was like, oh, like maybe she'll win the ROH title too, but it wasn't to be. Not today. Not today. Who won? You or Derek? Derek's been ducking me, man. Derek's been ducking. You gotta, y'all got to give it to him in the chat, man. He's actually been busy uh, dealing with some things outside of uh, the YouTube realm and the world of pro wrestling, so he's been out here doing his thing. Uh, I thought all pro wrestling was great last week. Woo. You don't hear that too much. Uh, Eric Douglas says, for me, the issue with Athena was when she wanted, they wanted to dress everyone like Mandy Rose. Mm. What, what, wait, what's the issue? That they wanted to dress everyone? Because you said your issue with Athena. Athena was the victim in that situation. I don't know. Uh, she was pigeonholed at that time. I don't know. 
Yeah. Joel says, best duo in wrestling here. Joel. Let's hear it. I appreciate you. Uh, let's see. SmackDown on FS1 still beat out Dynamite. I don't care. Yeah, the ratings don't really. Renegade, first of all, shout out to you. Um, we appreciate the stats. We don't care about the ratings here, bro. We don't. We respect what you're saying, and that's probably true, but we don't care about the ratings. With me, I, I, I always tell people this. We're either talking creatively or we talking business. Business and creative are two different things. WWE is still a juggernaut when it comes to this game. But when we talk creatively, it ain't it for me, Chief. That's just being honest lately. Or, and I shouldn't say that. The main storyline is really good. But what about the other things happening? <laughs> That's where I got questions. Uh, 950K to 1.2 mil. Close. Close. I think Santos in the U.S. picture title picture was kind of set in stone because they wanted a Latino champ, but I don't think they're going to shoehorn L.A. Knight into that match or program. But if he's not on SummerSlam, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That steak, egg, and cheese is calling. Tell him, VJ. Tell him. Uh, I was legit shocked Willow didn't win. I was brainstorming who could dethrone Athena, Trisha Dora, Sky Blue, maybe Billy Starks. Those are three good names, Matt. Uh, Doug says, I can't wait for Impact to go back on uh, EY dying. I guess that's the plan for Thursday. Listen, man, Father James Mitchell brought him back. That's all you guys need to know if you watched Impact all the time. That's what they're going to go with. You got to go with that. Sean, why are you making them faces? I don't know. I'm just trying to take it all in, man. Like, I don't know. It's slippery slope, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Doug I'm sorry. I probably should have said that was uh, their last straw with her. I mean... She didn't want to wear those shorts. She didn't want to wear all that garbage. I get it. I feel it. I feel it. Um, Sean, I'm going to let you guide things tonight, bro. What do you want to start with tonight? I mean, let's just address the elephant in the room. Um, I think the wrestling world has been talking about this for a while, um, especially since Friday. Kind of like a, a head scratcher. Um, LA Knight once again comes up empty in his quest for his first WWE championship. Um, when I say WWE Championship, I mean just a belt in WWE. Um, we kind of all, I guess I'll speak for myself, but I think I'm I'm not alone when I say that I felt that when he lost money in the bank, that it was almost a foregone conclusion that he would find himself with the United States Championship. And that still may be true, but um, he goes into this uh, U.S. title eliminator tournament and loses. I mean, much to my surprise, I'm sure much to a lot of y'all's surprise, and it really ties into the theme of tonight, future world champion slash underutilized guys. Now, to me, saying that LA Knight is underutilized is probably not accurate because he's being utilized. He's just not being utilized in the right way. For some reason, they continue to have him lose. Um, they're just wasting this. I mean, the dude is not just over. He's over, over. And for some reason, the decision by the decision makers of WWE continues to be head scratching. And if you guys notice, I'm coming from a much more calm. I'm trying to be calm and and be rational in my thoughts today. Um, I'll just I'm not I'm not going to go off on my normal tangent. I mean, you guys know how I feel about WWE creative. I just don't understand it. I can't wrap my head around it. You know, this dude is over over. You had a ready made match for SummerSlam between him and Austin Theory, it would have made sense. It would have been two charismatic guys. Actually, I'm starting to like Austin Theory. He needs help. He needs to get the right opponent, but LA Knight could have been the right opponent. 
And I don't even think LA Knight really needed to win at SummerSlam. But, I mean, it would have been nice, but he should have been that guy. And for some reason, we're talking about the battle of the LWO. I mean, I, I guess. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I have a theory. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a test for LA Knight. So, little re, re research history, whatever you want to call it. LA Knight was once a pro wrestler named Sean Ricker. Sean Ricker is the last man that Paul Bear managed. Paul Bear is probably top five, definitely top ten managers of all time. You think Paul Bear is going to put his name on someone? This is after The Undertaker. Is he going to put his name on someone who he doesn't believe in or doesn't think is good? This guy's been good. He was in NXT at the age of 31 when NXT first started. Actually, someone said that he was on Triple H's workout DVD. If you ever bought that, you can hear him saying, yeah, in the background on that one time. He didn't like it either. He said, yeah, during the taping, and Triple H did not like it. He was, try- he was trying to get over on me. But anyway, forget all that. The dude's been through a lot. He went to Impact. He He's always had some type of... He, he reminds me of Stone Cold. He knows what his character is. He knows what he wants to do and what he's going to do. He sounds like he speaks his mind. Guess what? In the world of WWE, speaking your mind gets you in trouble. Big time. Big time trouble. So, uh, so I feel like this is all a test. He even had a story when he said when he was younger, he got a tryout match with WWE. They called him back for the second one. Some circumstances happened, and he took blame for it. He said, I showed up like an hour late to the show. Then they didn't call me for three years. Then I got put in NXT. Then they started messing with me. It sounds like someone doesn't like him politically. And if you connected the dots, he mentioned training. Who was the trainer when NXT first started? Bill DeMott. There was a little controversy around him that I I don't know. There, There was a bunch of stuff with that. So and a bunch of people got let go, and they're like, yeah, I'm not surprised he's finally gone. So I feel like they're testing L.A. Knight. They're like, nah, we're going to see if you're really about this. They're going to try and make him miserable, make him wonder, is it ever going to happen? Is it ever going to happen? I've heard Vince is taking more of a liking to him. I don't care what Vince likes. Look, the bottom line is this. At the end of the day, we're in a storm. I'm being serious. It doesn't matter. No, I'm saying saying no matter what, he's going to control what's on TV. It's just another example of what I've been saying from the beginning. I mean, a lot of people... I get a lot of love on Twitter, Instagram, you know, talking about my takes on things, TikTok, et cetera. Um, I'm passionate about it because I believe that I represent the fans. And at the end of the day, I feel like it's just another example of how WWE is just simply not giving us what we want. And I, and I just think that's reprehensible, honestly. I just think it's reprehensible. Um, it, it just makes no sense. Are we supposed to get what we want all the time? No, because if you get what you want all the time, then you don't appreciate it as much. But, man, there has been a lot of instances in recent memory where you think about the fans just, just not getting what they want. I mean, they like it's just plain as day what the fans want to see, and they just go the complete opposite direction. I, I always it's, it's reprehensible. But, Sean, I've been saying it for years. It's been like that. For years. B-Boy Skyline, what's up? I see you, Chad. I see you have joined the chat as well. 
LA Knight gets the shaft again by WWE. What are we doing here? By the time y'all decide to push him, the big moments, he's over. It will all be meaningless. Let's pause right there. Um, let's let's give Cole some shine for this comment um, because he's 100% right. Are we just going to wait this thing out until we don't care as much about LA Knight? I mean, what happened to the idea of striking while the iron's hot? Like, we're going to strike while the iron's lukewarm? This is ridiculous. I mean, he's oh, he's probably... He's, Arguably the most over guy on the roster outside on, on the SmackDown roster outside of Roman Reigns and the Bloodline. Let me ask you something though. Sure, and this is all honesty. You you work in WWE, right? What if I told you you had to get someone mega over quickly, how would you do it? Get them over quickly? You have to have them have a run with Roman Reigns. But Listen, listen, Let's to say, listen to the question you asked me. You asked me the best way to get somebody over. In 2023, the best way to get somebody over is to run up against Roman Reigns. But he's going to lose against them. Of course he would. I, but that's that's what you're talking about. The best way to get somebody I'm, over. Right, right. Well, he, here's how I see it. Okay. I would, ha- I would do what they're doing to LA Knight to somebody. They hate. Anything WWE tells you, people hate it. Mm-hmm. Instantly. Number one, because of Vince McMahon. And what he's represented that we've all found out, not no bueno, not good. We're not even going to get into it. Sorry. The after that, you got to look at. Okay, we don't want you to do this thing. I want you to do this thing. And okay, the fans may get behind it, but the fans will get behind you more if I just make you. If, I, if it looks like I'm not listening to you. The, WWE is the heel in the situation is how I want you to think of it. They're going to just be like, nah, I don't see it. I don't hear you guys. I don't hear you. And the people just keep getting louder and louder and louder. The cue, the the best part is you have to strike when the iron's hot, like you said, though, Sean. If you don't do that, this is all meaningless. And, and that's what Quill said. If you're not going to do it when the time is right, it's meaningless. But I think it works. I'm not going to get up on my soapbox. I'm just going to say what I feel, and it's going to be what it is. If more people boycotted the product the way I have been, it would make a difference. WWE, let's let's call a spade a spade, man. So, somebody called it out earlier. I think it was um, Renegade. At the end of the day, WWE is getting crazy ratings every single week. Until that starts to diminish, they can they can put. They can have eight doink the clowns out there at a battle royal. It won't matter. The fans need to take a stand, bro. And I, and I don't know what's wrong with us. And I'm including myself because even watching it on DVR, I'm still selling out a little bit. I shouldn't watch it at all. But I don't watch it live. I understand. Correct me if I'm wrong, Conrad. I believe the live, watching it live and the DVR numbers, are they, they vary the, the ratings. So I don't reflect. Right. Thank you. So I don't watch it live. But until we take a stand and stop watching this crap, Nothing's ever going to change. Sean, I'm here to let you know we're the minority in this for WWE fan base, at least. Mm-hmm. We're just not we're not there for them. It's not for us anymore. Uh, and I think that's kind of the sad part with the whole thing. Um, I, I just don't know when when does the Roman thing jump the shark for people eventually? Like after WrestleMania 40, I don't know what else to do with it. It's over. To me, like it's this thing is done. The problem is, I was talking to it, um, talking about this with my homegirl from Kansas City, uh, Renzi. She's going to be on my show with you and Crystal on August third. Cody is the is, is the guy for WrestleMania forty. 
it, it just my, my question is when do we get to a point where okay you know what we have to veer away from this thing i'm not saying i'd be a fool to say cody's not over cody is extremely over right but and i and i'm not going to get on my my jay uso high horse we all know how i feel about him and, and the usos in general if la knight won the royal rumble would, would that be the worst thing in the world i i, I don't understand this bro I don't understand this. I don't understand why we have to stick with Cody Roman 2 for WrestleMania 40. Why does that have to be the case? I don't understand. Let me let me let me take you guys back a little bit, bro. Let me take you guys back a little bit and I'm going to take you on a quick trip so we don't take up too much time. WrestleMania 6 Hogan and Warrior. The plan was for Hogan Warrior 2 at WrestleMania 7. They deviated from that plan. They realized around December, January of the following year that it wasn't in the best interest of the company to run it back. Do we really feel confident that running Roman versus Cody back a second time is what's best for the business? I'm not sure about that. It could be, maybe, but it's not a foregone conclusion that we're talking about this in August. I mean, how pathetic is that, Conrad? And I'm going to let you talk. How pathetic is that that we're talking about Cody Roman too? as a rumor that's probably going to come true on the and the wrestlemania we're talking about is eight months from now this is not this is not excuse me this is not royal rumble time conrad we're coming up on SummerSlam, and we already know it's going to be cody and roman at wrestlemania next year that's not good how's that good predictability is not bad i i will always stand behind that because if we can see it it must make some type of sense Mm -hmm. I think where uh, things get rough is just what are you doing with other people? Finn Balor is not getting younger. Seth Rollins is hurting, and he's giving his all to you. What happens if something happens? If they get bit by the injury bug, this this company might be in some big trouble. You're going to have to call up some favors. So. And that and that can go for any company. You obviously don't want an injury bug to hit, but if there's a couple guys who get taken out, yeah, you have to elevate some people real quick. If Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns walk into each other in catering and hurt themselves, WWE's in big trouble. If Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar trip over each other while going to the bathroom. This company's in trouble. They better hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, you can't. They can't afford that to happen at any point with this. And and guys, listen, we're gonna get into more of this. Trust me. I'm gonna get to the comments real quick. Pro wrestler shoot. I have a question. Does everyone that is mega over need a title to validate that? No, but I no. should have been in the match. I, I don't. As a matter of fact, not even the match. The, the match, I guess, in this case, would be Austin Derry. But the fact that he's not the one going up against Ray next week, or excuse me, against Santos next week, that makes no sense to me. That makes no sense to me. He, you're, you're most arguably your most over guy, outside of Roman, Seth, Jay. Your your fifth most over guy out of the eighty people on your roster. You decide to have him eliminated in the first round of the United States Championship Invitational. Yeah. Uh, I don't think everyone needs the title, but then you got to remember there are also other people. So I'm just playing devil's advocate here. What about people like Brutus the Barber Beefcake? Hmm. Think of him. 
why don't you remember Brutus? Maybe Brutus would be remembered more if he had the Ultimate Warrior moment at WrestleMania or at SummerSlam '88. What if he came out, put Honky Tonk Man in the sleeper, and then beat him in like eight seconds? Maybe we'd be talking about Brutus Beefcake a little bit more. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but he never won a championship. Um, I almost said Boss Man, but I forgot he won the tag titles with Shamrock and the Hardcore title. Um, any other famous people you can think of? Terry Taylor. Why don't we talk about Terry Taylor as much as we should? Touché. We're going to be talking about underutilized talent and such before. Okay. Um, underutilized is, you know, Kurt Henning, and he was never a world champion unless you, you count the AEW. Uh, AEW. Um, oh, my God. Help me out here. WCW? No, not AEW. It's with an A. I'm just drawing a blank right now. AWA. AWA champion. He was the AWA champion. We don't like to disrespect that title at all, but we all pretty much look at WCW WWE as the main championships. He never won one of those. Um, Rick Rude was almost in that camp until they gave him the WCW International Championship. But they gave him that theme, so he was good. He's Back. simply ravishing. Better than the WWE theme? I, I think so. For me, I, I like the WCW one a little bit more. Anything better than what they currently have on the network, because that is hot garbage. Yo, shout out to Positively E. He definitely sent me like the recording of it, and that sister was going in on that song. <laughs> she was in the uh, the booth, just killing it. Um, Pro Wrestling Shoe said, "I feel like if you if you put everyone that's over in the title picture, it means uh, what you have. It limits what you have on the rest of the show. But if you have like eight belts and he can't win one, what yeah. does that tell you about the guy I, I too?" I respectfully disagree, Shoot. I think you're making, I think your point is valid, but I think it's a little bit of a short sighted opinion. Well, in the title if, picture, I have no problem. You, LA Knight, could have, I think I said that at the start, didn't I, Conrad, that he could have lost the U.S. title match? I, I, that wouldn't have bothered me if he went to SummerSlam or went to the SmackDown match and lost. But him, uh, how are you, how are you fueling this machine? And Pro Wrestling Shoot, please respond. How are you fueling this machine of L.A. Knight being super over right now by having him lose in the first round of an invitational? That's a fact. Um, I'll let you read this one. This one seems like it's for you, Sean. L.A. Knight versus Austin Theory for the uh, U.S. title at SummerSlam. Sounds like you know what <laughs> you know what that means. Yes, Quills. Yes. Um, we all know that you know what that means. It originated here. It's just a, a you know, a microcosm of how we. So, someone said correction. L.A. Knight did win the million dollar title. That is true. Yes, that's true. That's true. Eric Douglas, I appreciate you. <laughs> Shout out to NXT 2.0. If you guys missed it, classic feud with uh, L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes. Or was Look, that regular I've NXT? I've said it before, and I say it again. WWE doesn't just go against what the fans want. They they totally turn their back and walk the other direction. It's blatant. It's like if you, if the fans started, look, if the fans started cheering, like blowing the roof off every time Fandango came out, I'm just throwing a, he's not even in the company anymore. WWE would do everything in his power to not give us Fandango. It's just, they just go against the great. I don't understand it. It's very weird what they do. Um, did Rusev need the push when Rusev, Rusev Day was over? Did Zack Ryder with the YouTube series? No. But here's what I'm talking about. I just did a SWOT analysis on the AEW game. Make sure you guys go check it out somewhere sometime. Um, but did Rusev need the push? Yes. 
Yes, he ran into the John Cena monster, and then you're like, okay, what is he supposed to do now? Keep losing? But then he was like, ah, I can get myself over with this. Rusev Day. They did all that stuff, and then what'd you do with it? They they gave you something on a platter, and they're telling you to eat, and you're like, nah, I'm not hungry. That's what WWE does. Zack Ryder. They were chanting Zack Ryder's name when The Rock was in the ring at Survivor Series, and you were like, nah, nah, we don't want that guy. He was on WrestleMania in a five-on-five tag match, and they, yo, they had Kane push this man off of the wheelchair set. John Cena stole his girl, and he was never heard from again until he won the Intercontinental title. They did Zack Ryder filthy, bro. For a day, by the way. Filthy. Filthy. Ridiculous, in my opinion. WWE is trash, bro. I'm telling you, man. WWE is garbage, bro. Thank God for, I mean, the reason why they can't really mess up the bloodline thing is because the bloodline thing is so freaking good. No, because it's who they picked. Okay. It's when it's their idea, they feel like, ah, yes, this is all me. Yes, this is great. I told you Roman would get over it. And that's what Vince is saying probably to himself. Oh, excuse me, uh, Gomez McMahon. We don't call him that. He He doesn't get the dignity of his real name. McKinney says L.A. Knight and Hugh Morris got into it day one, so I think it all stems from when he was uh, 31. But now I think it's a patience thing. But he's 41 now. You don't have time. When time is against you, yeah. Imagine you're at work and you're like, you know what, not this time, but in like 10 years from now when you're like 52, we're going to give you that big promotion. I I was in a similar position. I'll tell you guys the truth. I won't say which job, but one of my jobs, I wanted to get promoted. And they kept saying, no, no, you were this close, bro. That, that was my favorite thing they used to say. You were this close. You were the runner-up. And I did everything. I was like, well, what can I do better? Why did I lose? They could. They never had an answer for me. And then I just realized, it's not me. It's them. That's who they want. That's what they've – you've shown me your colors. There was, so, no, there was no legitimate answer why you didn't get the yeah, it was it was just ridiculous, and they, they had nothing. When you got perfect attendance, when you show up, you do everything you were supposed to do, what are you going to say to me? You got nothing to say to me. But once that happened, I knew I made a choice. And when I when I said I was leaving, it was, I can't believe it. Why are you Why are you doing this? This is not a good idea, I don't think. Turned out to be a great idea. So, good for you. ha, ha, ha. Take a chance on yourself sometimes. When LA Knight or Eli Drake becomes the AEW champion, it'll be the same thing. Doug, what kind of parallels is this? What a PCO resurrected EY. They're both Canadian. How dare you? How dare you? Sammy was over. Now look at him. Fans wanted uh, him over Cody at the time. Yeah, they, they should have went with Sammy, I think, though. they. Like, I don't know. What we're uh, yeah. You you fumbled the ball. Uh-oh. What, what was the, what, the ball, what was, fumbled the bag, too. What was the Shawn Michaels thing they did the one time? Oh, there's Shawn Michaels dropping the ball again when he was yeah. the commissioner. Yeah. There he, uh, and, and that was them trying to be funny, but that's what really happens. When you drop the ball, you can't even do anything about it. Like Rob says, just added some woes to their theme and they're over. It's, this isn't rocket science, guys. Whoa. I, yo, Rob knows. I love that song when it was in AEW. Even the bad Snoop Dogg version that they did of it. Well, that Snoop Dogg version was bad, yes. <laughs> Bloopy and Snoopy, let's get wild. <laughs> Wrestling has more than one royal family. <laughs> All right, Snoop. <laughs> Your impression uh, makes it so much better. 
Rob knows. Rob knows. Uh, JJ Jocelyn says, I don't watch sports entertainment, but just like in real life, there should be something going on and they're waiting until the situation passes. Maybe they don't want a personal issue public. It's a good assessment. Uh, Conrad, you make sense here with that assessment, thinking about the storyline, the authority, Daniel Bryan. I don't even want to get into that stuff, man. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing what you guys are putting in here. I'm trying to get some other people's stuff said who we haven't seen in a minute here. Uh, Austin Theory is becoming a nonsense champ. He's doing nothing with the title and hasn't grown one bit since becoming champ. Yeah, and but time out. Point. What has he really accomplished even since beating John Cena? I'm going to argue that point, though, too. When company directions change, other people were going to be hurt by it. And Austin Theory, I think, is one of the most hurt people by the whole Vince is in charge. Now he's not. Vince is back. Now everything has changed. The focus has shifted. Austin Theory is not a focal point anymore of Vince McMahon's because Vince has tunnel vision. I don't know if people have ever seen this. When you're his guy, that's all he sees. Hulk Hogan from 19, when did he get him? 85, 83, whatever he got him. 83, 4? 83. He knew, bro. He knew. I'm building this dude up to be the next big champ. He don't care about nothing. Now, once he said... Man, the fans aren't listening to me. I guess I got to listen to the fans. Stone Cold's my guy. So, but I always said there's always the people's choice. This is what they used to do. There was the people's choice, and then there was Vince's choice. Uh-huh. Bret Hart is the people's choice. Shawn Michaels was Vince's choice. The Rock is Vince's choice. Stone Cold was the people's choice. Trust me. Trust me on that. Uh, they tried pushing him to the moon and nothing. Uh yeah, Rick Rude WCW theme. There we go. We got another vote for him. Um, I still believe Kofi didn't deserve the title. You are bugging, sir. Wow. Kofi Kingston. Wow. Kofi Kingston I, definitely deserved that. I, oh, hold on, I gotta hear him out. Maybe he has a legitimate argument to it, but that I do not agree with that at all. I will a thousand percent disagree. Yeah. Kofi Kingston deserved that championship That's, more than people know, and he was disrespected. Everybody's champion. Everybody's opinion is welcome here, but I could not disagree more. That is ooh. Gomar. What's good? Welcome what to the Gomar? chat. Welcome to the chat. And uh, people are talking about how they screwed the pooch on things. LA Knight lost a four way in the cam after zoomed on him. WWE is aware of this man's popularity. They are telling a story. Problem is, fans are always in a rush. Where is this confidence coming from in WWE creative? Pro- well, anybody else if you're gonna sit up here and talk about my, my microphone if you're gonna talk about this then let's talk about what's well, bringing us to i'm not just sitting up here talking about wwe creative being trashed because i'm just blowing smoke there is evidence to the fact well we're gonna highlight some of this now too with it um oh, Ziggler, what do you hello. Want? well let's what do you want to talk about underutilized players or what yeah we can talk about the underutilized guys i mean Dolph ziggler i don't even know if he's if he is he uh, it's a shame I don't know whether he's hurt or not. That's how that's how often he's not on television. I don't think he is. He's he's perfectly healthy. 2014 is now nine years ago, bro. Survivor Series 2014, when Sting helped him become the sole survivor in a match with Triple H on the outside and the authority, the big show, John Cena, Dolph Ziggler was Seth Rollins. Dolph Ziggler was the sole survivor, and nothing came of it. Rusev Day was over like a mug. Nothing came of it. 
Zack Ryder, they didn't just like let Zack Ryder fade away. They buried Zack Ryder. I'll never know why. And I'll never know why that Cardona wants to come back to this godforsaken company the way they treated him. Uh-oh, Pro Wrestler oh, Shoe said Pro Wrestler Shoe said you busy tomorrow, Hub. Uh hit me, hit me. I, I should be yeah, we'll talk. I, I'm guessing we could yeah, stop it up. I, I, I think you're getting the invite to the show. I, I think be, they record I, tomorrow. I'd be honored for wrestling shoot. Hit me, hit me, hit me. We, I think we follow each other on social media. Hit me. <laughs> Jocelyn said you're trying to get them to blow up. It won't happen, Renegade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at work right now, but I also run a pod. You're more than welcome to join us so I can elaborate. Can't really get the point across through text. Okay. I would be honored. Just hit me with the info. Um. Okay, people are giving me the Hogan dates. Vinny in the house. Did you think uh, tribal combat ends with an actual blood? <laughs> it would make sense. No, I do not think that happened. No, I just think I think I think Jay needed to explain, and he did, because um, everybody was like, "Okay, what does tribal combat mean?" And Jay went into it. It's basically no holds barred. It's it's a no holds barred match for the undisputed championship and the title of tribal chief. There it is. There it is. Um, and actually, Sean, you know what? I missed a question for us last week, and I forgot, and I'm going to answer it now. From uh, Providence it Lucha Talk. Good. It must be good if you're running it back. No, no, I just saw it, and I feel bad. Okay. I, don't, I I leave no stone unturned. Someone asked us who would win a hardcore match in their prime, Mick Foley, Nick Gage, Dean Ambrose, or RVD. Um, so if all of them were in a match, who's coming out the winner in that one? I am going to say RVD. Prime who? RVD, Mick Foley, and who? Nick Gage and Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. I would have to go. Oh, I hate to agree with you sometimes, bro. I have to go with Prime. Prime RVD is. Prime RVD. I don't, if you didn't know, you don't know about RVD yeah. and ECW, bro, was. The sad part, bro, and I'm, I know. He was cooking. The Prime. The sad part is Prime RVD wasn't even on mainstream television. That's the sad part. He was pretty good in 01 still. He still had it 01, 02. He was crushing. That's true. That's true. But, you know, they crush your soul, and then they give you the belt in 06. You know, they wait five years later. Okay, now he's ready. Now he's ready. Um, Hold on here. We're getting some Damian Mizdow. Remember him? Yes, that was another name. name. Why the heck? Emily Z for Sheezy. Appreciate you. You couldn't tell me why. That for some reason they could put the kibosh on that. It was working. Bro, do you know who gets super upset about Damian Sandow? This is before Mizdow stuff, even. When he was the intellectual savior, I never saw Derek get more upset than when that oh, man no. cashed in on John Cena and lost. Derek was like, why they do that to that man? Wow. Okay. I was like, Derek, why are you so upset? He was like, no, nah, he was good, bro. He is a good wrestler. Why did they do that to him? He was so sad for that man. Uh, we got people talking about Zack Ryder. Uh, it was nuclear burial. Why would Matt Cardona go back at this point? Because it's his dream. You, you could tell it. He dresses up like the Macho King every week on the Indies. It's his dream to be yeah, in you know, WWE. It's time to wake up from that dream, Matt. I, I hope Matt Cardona is watching this, and I'm going to say this to Matt. Direct. I'm looking right. Matt Cardona, you are a talented professional wrestler who was mistreated by Vince McMahon and all the people who run this, the show over there. Don't do yourself the disservice of going back. You deserve better. And you've earned better on your own without WWE. Do not go back. 
That that them checks talk though, Sean. He yeah, knows it. He's getting money. I understand he's getting money. Renegade said, just like the Biggie run, they were desperate and wanted to catch viewers for the what is the CFS title C, title game uh, uh, conference uh, final? Uh, is, he t- is he talking about college football? Biggie run was college football at CFS. I don't know. I'm thinking he saw my college football. Yeah, college football. Jake, it was uh, he won it. Wait, time out. When did he win the title? I don't know. I think he means college football, but I'm not sure. Is he talking about Central Florida? Did they win that year? I, see, I don't remember this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Brain gets foggy around that time because of what we can't say on this show. Uh-huh. Harvey doesn't even fit into that match. I, McKinney, I didn't pick it. I just answered the question, brother. <laughs> I just answered. Did Mr. Kennedy deserve the title before his injury? I would have been behind it at that time. It wouldn't have bothered me. My answer is it wouldn't have bothered me. He he was he was over, Mister. Um, Mr. Kenny was getting over as well, but then I hear voices in my head. Oh yeah, the same guy who caused Kofi's push to end. Oh, funny, funny, interesting. Toxic Life six ninety says hi. Hello, Toxic Life. Toxic Life six nine zero. And then you effed up and reminded the company why they kept you where you were. I don't know who that's in uh, response to, Rob. I forever hate John Cena because of that, Derek said. He said Cena should have just spoke up for the dude and said, put him over. I don't blame him. Uh, I forever hate Cena because of the misuse of Damian Sandow. Original Biggie is there as well. Um, Edge. Edge. Yeah. Yeah, chat's jumping all over. We're going to keep it moving in here. I put some names down for underutilized talent. I put some in here that are probably weird ones, Sean. So I went a little old school for some. Okay. Not Razor. The Lightning Kid. I always felt like 1-2-3 Kid was much better than they ever allowed him to be. I think that he could have been an intercontinental champion. He was a great worker, but he was plagued at the time of that you're too small, kid. They they gave him more like he he changed the game for the smaller guys, but at the same time, I really think he deserved more. That's just me talking though. Even in WCW as six, like come on, dude, give this guy something else. I don't, I don't. I like Sean Waltman, but I feel like they used him in the best way that he could. Um, he was a tag. You got to remember, he, his his list of accolades is pretty strong. He's a European champion. He's a tag team champion. Um. He's one of the. He's a member of one of the greatest factions of all time. Two of the greatest. Yeah. Oh, facts. Good point. NWO and NDX. So, I don't know. I mean, he's a cruiserweight champion. He's a United States champion. I mean, under. I, I'm not, I, I think he he went out there and you know he was losing the flair. He was losing to Eddie. I was like, what would it hurt to give him a win over one of those guys to give him some bragging? But you know what I mean. Like, his best matches to me are the D'Lo Brown matches, like when I think of X-Pac. Like, I always think of those matchups, like him and D'Lo for the European title. No, um, it makes sense. I got you. Another name I'm about to bring up, and I know I can get dragged for this, but I want to just – I'm just talking about the talent. Take out all the outside-of-the-ring antics. Marty Jannetty. Let's see this. Marty- go ahead. Go ahead, bro. No, it correlates to the same thing that I've said for some other people. The foolishness had to be put down somewhere. But I think if Marty Jannetty could have got it together, he could have been more. But but 
how bad was he in comparison to all these other dudes running around doing stupid stuff? Yes. All right. the other stories you heard about. How bad was Marty Jannetty with them with some of those guys running around too? Right. Shaving people's right. eyebrows off. Right. To me, underutilized means that you were underutilized, meaning like you you should have been utilized and you weren't. Marty Jannetty, uh, God bless him, no judgment, but Marty Jannetty shot himself in the foot. Yeah, plenty of times. Plenty of times. But I, I just still thought there was hope for him. was supposed to be in back-to-back, back-to-back high-profile matches at WrestleMania. He was, supposed to, he was supposed to face Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania twice. Yeah, WrestleMania 8 and 9. But that, that's what I'm saying, though. How did you do that storyline? Then you just fired him, and then he came. You know what I mean? Like, it was weird how they did it. It was. It, was it, it just came off awkward. And I thought they could. I think they could have used him better as well when he was teaming with uh, Al Snow, a.k.a. Leaf Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Al Snow's name was almost on this list too. Like I thought of Al Snow a lot, but I didn't want to get too deep into like ECW and everything else. Where I thought you could have right. did something more with him. Another underutilized player, one of my favorites of all time, and I've heard people have blamed Vince Russo for this, but I am a Test fan. I did note I did not say testicle. No, I am a Test fan, and I thought Test. Back in 1999, should have beat Triple H, but instead they were like, "We'll pedigree him and put him in TNA." What was this? How did he fall from grace like that? He beat Shane. He had Stephanie. Everything was working great, and like I heard Vince Russo once pitched for him to be in DX. Test. SummerSlam '99. Elbow off the top rope through the table. Shane McMahon. That was his. Mo- I mean. The marrying Stephanie gimmick. Test was on the... You want to talk about heartbreaking, God rest his soul? Test was on the verge. And I mean this close. He this close to superstardom. But you know what? Uh, I think I'd be better suited for that position. Hey, uh, Vince, uh, how about I crash the wedding and take everything that Test has been working for for the past six months? What a scumbag. Yeah, I was not a fan of what happened with that. Um, let me see. One of the most underrated, D'Lo. Do you feel like if anyone other than Roman was champion, do you think Sammy would have won the uh, Universal Championship? Not anyone, but most people. Yeah. Uh, McKinney said, I like the one two three kid, how they used him in the scrappy underdog that caught the win over the bigger guy. Just uh, when you thought it was over, he grabbed all the light heavyweight titles as six X-Pac Hall of Fame. That's yeah, but is, X- is X-Pac going to get his own Hall of Fame induction, or is he just going to be the guy who stood up there with his buddies? You know what I mean? That's what, I, that's what I'm thinking of with underutilized. Like, I feel like he's not appreciated for his own merits. I saw this dude as the lightning kid when I was like six or seven. I remember coming home watching, I think it was Global Force Wrestling on ESPN. I don't know why I had this memory, but I saw Jerry Lynn versus the Lightning Kid, I believe was his name there. Amazing match. One of the best matches I ever saw from that company. I can't tell you anyone else who was there. Sean Waltman was extremely talented. I mean, and they gave him some some run. Like, after he beat Razor on Raw, he ended up being um, he ended up being a sole survivor at Survivor Series that November. He ended up, you know, facing uh, he faced IRS and lost to IRS, but then, like I said, I was at SummerSlam. Then he ended up being a sole survivor at 93 in Survivor Series. Um, in a few Royal Rumbles, won the tag titles at the Royal Rumble, won the tag titles on Raw. 
I mean, X-Pac and Kane were a great tag team. I mean, X-Pac, how much more? My question to you would be, how much more would X-Pac could X-Pac get? If you're saying he's under you, he, he won the second most prestigious title in the history of WCW. He, he won all the cruiserweight belts. He's a European champion. He's a tag champion. Only thing left is, like, being a world champion. Like, do you think he should have won the WWE championship? I think he should have been an intercontinental champion and he could have been in higher profile matches okay. than he was. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I think I think you could have put him in there against Rock for, for a pay-per-view. But instead, he's doing chumpy stuff that I'm like, why he, is he doing this? He faced the Rock in the main event of Raw for the title. They I'm, did, I'm, but they... I'm, I'm not being funny with you, bro. I'm not being funny. Oh, oh I believe you, but... Yeah. we. We know what that was back then. Ta- Taka and Triple H wrestled too. Like they, they know, they know. Oh, let's, they, let's get some context. The Rock X Pac match was the match where Shawn Michaels turned and joined the corporation. But it was yeah. a great, it was a great match. It was that, but that's what I'm saying. I think he showed me he was worth more than what he got. Okay. I, I saw it, and I, I saw he could have been a. Li- I'm not saying give him the world title. I'm saying he was good. And D'Lo Brown was on my list. You know I wasn't going to leave D'Lo out. I love D'Lo as a European champ. Give me that chest protector all day. That joint was fire. D'Lo Brown, one of my favorites. Uh, I thought he was underrated. You're you're putting him in the same boat as X-Pac? I love, let me go on record, I love L-O-V-E, like a brother. I wish I knew D'Lo Brown because I would hug him. I love D'Lo. But how much further could he have gone? He was the Euro Continental Champion. He was a tag team champion. One of my favorite Kurt Angle lines. I'm the yeah. first Eurocontinental champion. D'Lo Brown doesn't count. So he was, I mean, again, like that's what I'm trying to say, bro. Like, I love D'Lo Brown. I can't stress it enough. I'm saying it so many times because I don't want anybody to think I'm disrespecting him. But where do you, he won the European and Intercontinental belts. Like, what else is there to do? He wasn't going to be world champion. I mean, should he have won King of the Ring? I don't know. Like, he wasn't like, the WWE Championship. How's that? What I'm saying. How's that underutilized? So here's my issue. Yeah, Say, no, thank no, you for bringing no. up JBL. Thank you for bringing up JBL. So JBL got to be a world champion, but I'm looking at people. To me, JBL, Farouk, D'Lo. X-Pac, they all fell into the same category around that time, European tag title reign. Why is JBL a world champion, but not any of these other guys? Tess wasn't better than JBL? You notice I didn't say Tess. No, but I'm just saying... But I'm saying I still think D'Lo and X-Pac could have hung with him instead. Matt Lopez just brought up X-Pac's a former X-Division champion. He could have been wrestling for the world title in TNA. That's what I'm saying. Compared to who they had at the time, he should have been in the world title matches. They didn't do it at that time. Jared Simmons, I also remember how Tess turned heel and was even cool with Triple H and Stephanie. It's a backstage statements. I always thought that was a weird dynamic. It was. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Like Tess helped giving, doing Stephanie favors, like stupid, stupid. Uh, I'm going to answer this as politely as possible. Do y'all think that accident between him and Draw stunted his career in WWE? I do think so. I think it made people apprehensive, but they still like D'Lo. Is that the best way to put Like they were like, uh. I think. I'm heartbroken. First of all, rest in peace, Draz. 
I'm heartbroken of what that accident did. If this is going to make any sense, guys, hear what I'm saying and internalize it. I'm devastated about what happened to Draz that night, but I'm also up here devastated about what happened to Nilo that night. Right. Uh, JBL was better than Tess. Let's be honest, bro. I, I, I'm going to firmly sure disagree was. with that. Sure he was. You think JBL's over Tess? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I miss, I misread that. Sorry. No, no, no. Okay, I misread that. Sorry, sick. I got to disagree that. I thought you said I, Tess was better than JBL. No. Here, here's why I say that, though, sick. JBL lost like two weeks before he beat Eddie Girl for the title. Him and Ron Simmons lost like some match. I don't even remember who the team was. I feel like it was uh, like Rico and Charlie Haas. I can't remember who it was at the time. They lost the match. They were like, come on, let's get out of here. Then you remember the whole thing. He was like, nah, I'm staying. I got a contract. And Farouk kind of walked out sadly. Bruh, what? It... He was good in two weeks. Like, there he is. He he figured it out. <laughs> Here's, the Here's the problem with JBL. JBL, it did come out of nowhere. But... JBL get a world championship right over the British Bulldog. Can we argue that it didn't work? I mean, I'm no JBL fan, but he was SmackDown champion for a year, and it didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't bad though, bro. Like he was a really good heel. It wasn't. I was more impressed with how they kept the title on him. Like I like the the when Big Show choke slammed him through the ring and he rolled out. I was like, oh, that was creative. Whoever thought of that, that was different. Because I thought I was like, how's he gonna win this? How's he gonna and get he out would of always, this? He was classic. He would always escape with the title. Yeah, but to me, I just never believed in JBL. I, I guess that was one of my issues with him as champion. I was like, we left Eddie for this. Yeah. Absolutely. Eh. That, that that was always my issue. Dilo was perfect in his role. You love to see him come out and uh, do his head wag. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Derek said JBL isn't over grade. Get out of here with your cause. Derek used to make a cause testing grade. I remember that. Oh, Good right. times. JBL playing the racist gimmick to get the world title. I mean, they were going to. It's WWE, bro. They, they were going to do what WWE does. Hell, you can make an argument over that Booker T should have been uh, WWE in 04 at Survivor Series over JBL. No comparison. No comparison. Booker T runs circles around JBL. Yeah. I, Booker T's another one. You waited too long to do it. They RVD'd him. I don't understand why they did that. Um, let me see here. JBL brought intensity, good, good in-ring work, and a good promo. The racist gimmick is what it, or the racist gimmick was what it was, but all around great wrestler, one of the best heels in the business, and love the clothesline from hell. There's only one thing I agreed with in that whole statement: <laughs> the clothesline from hell. <laughs> yeah, great clothesline. I, I, so I'll tell you this: I prefer APA Bradshaw over uh, JBL. I've I always think, told people. I that. think everybody prefers JBL in an APA compared to JBL, but the problem is. Oh, my only argument is that I don't think it flopped. It was weird. No question. It was weird. But once he beat Eddie Guerrero and then he kept the title in the rematch on SmackDown, I think it was, whatever it was, it started making sense. Like, oh, you know what? He's going to beat the Big Show at No Way Out. I don't know how, but he's going to beat the Big Show at No Way Out. And then he just he beat He beat Undertaker. He beat everybody. But then it, and by the time WrestleMania rolled around, it was time for him to give it up. Matt Lopez said he was champ for a year because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. That's what Paul Heyman said. <laughs> Terrible. But listen, this isn't the only company that doesn't utilize people properly. I got more names on here, Sean. 
Yeah. I got private party. Yeah. Private party. What a waste of a team. They are really good. They promoted them like they were going to be a big deal. And since then, we haven't seen too much out of them. That's that's it's pathetic. They uh, underutilized, not even the word. They've just been. Mark, Mark, Mark Quinn's been injured a lot, too, though. Like, he's out again. You know this which, ties into racism again. I'm not going to go too deep, but like maybe they think in themselves, like, I don't want to go there. This is merely speculation, but like. You know, maybe we only need one hip hop kind of tag team. We only need one urban style tag team on the roster at a time in a prominent role. I think the acclaim just got more over. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean that private party should be off TV. I I just think I just think creatively they haven't been used bro, right. If my life was on the line, God forbid, if my life was on the line right now, I could not tell you the last time I saw private party on television. Yeah, as a team, I couldn't tell you either, truthfully. I got another team. This one hits a little home. The Butcher and the Blade. Why, oh why, do they have to lose every match that they are in? Uh, I, I I, personally think if I was booking AEW, I would make them the new APA. I think that you could do that with them. They're believable. They could beat people down, and their gimmick was that they take money, but I never see them take money for anything. So why not have them just be the brutes? I'm not saying make them the face of your tag division. What I'm saying is these are the guys you give the belts to for six weeks to change something up if you need to float the titles over to someone else. And on the side, you give them backstage segments where you're like, you're going to go out with this guy tonight and help them win because blah, blah, blah. We need to have like an upset victory, and you're going to be the X factor for it. I think you could do that with them if you wanted to. But they – I don't know. I, I just feel like they're misused. And then I always got to hear, the Butcher has the most eliminations in a battle royal, but he hasn't won one. <laughs> like, what? He's king. So what does it mean? Because he's king. <sighs> it just hurts. It hurts. That always made I, got, me. I, always I got Lance Archer up here, too. I think he's another person oh, who could be. Oh, I don't like him at all. Not a fan? Not a fan. Respectfully. I got Lance. <clears throat> I got Dalton Castle up here for Ring of Honor. I know, as you guys can see, he's got the back brace on underneath, but I think Dalton Castle's another underutilized player. I don't know if he can be utilized more is the problem. I don't know how bad that back injury got, but the dude was the Ring of Honor world champ with a broken back, basically. I mean, I respect him. It doesn't mean I think he should be pushed. He, I, I, well, what I'm saying is Dalton Castle before that back injury was really, 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 really good, and he never he – he never got to see his full potential, and I think it sucks that he never got it. And I think he's still over now, but I, I feel like he's destined to be like six man champ forever. Yep. Like that's where he's gonna be. Um, throw throw some names out there. Um, all time or current? Anytime. Well, to me, you gotta think. Like I said, I said it before. I'm gonna I'm gonna harp on a little bit more. Dolph Ziggler. I think it's Dolph Ziggler. This could be argued. Dolph Ziggler could be the most underutilized person in the history of the business. In the history of the business. So, I mean, I'm just kind of sticking with that. Um, you know what? I, I, I think that the, and it's hard to say this about tag champions, but I think the street profits are being underutilized, but I think we might be on the verge of seeing them be very well utilized very soon, I hope. I don't know what's the deal with that Bobby Lashley stuff. It's the new hurt business. Yo, that it would be the dream business in my opinion because we're talking about a dream team. 
if they if if who on TV this little tease we got actually come to fruition, if you're talking about Bobby Lashley, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, and the Street Profits, that's money. That's too much money. That's a that's a lot of star power in one spot. Not Trick Williams. That's my, no, but Tricks with Carmel. That's a, that's a package. Yeah, exactly. It that you could do some great stuff with it. I ain't gonna front. I ain't gonna front. If they if they can keep it together for a little bit, that's a powerhouse team. I mean, do uh, it, do it. Because we're talking about underutilized. Do you think that the Street Profits are like on top of their game right now? I don't. Right. I'm I'm loving the comments we're getting about all these different teams. It's very interesting. McKinney wow. said, I like Private Party, but I hated the gimmick and old boy haircut, uh, but they could be something. I feel like Private Party's for the younger kids, too, though, a little bit. Like, some they of are. their jokes and stuff. Yeah. Um, Something high-flying. Butcher, Blade, and Bunny should have been in the title picture. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, can they at least be, like, in a, a title match? Like, I feel like they're never even there. Like, they just they come in and... They don't fall away from the title. Yeah, they, they just get beat too easily. I don't like it. Uh, Gomar said, I think Bobby Roode was underutilized in the E, maybe. (laughs) Rob, I see your comment. Rob is actually the reason why I don't believe in Dolph Ziggler anymore. He's he's not wrong, though. He told me, stop caring about this dude. Dude, They're telling you don't care about him. And I was like, yeah, he's not wrong anymore at this point. Um, I am looking. What, what, What do you think about... I'll use him as the bridge one. Hold on. I'm trying to see if there's anyone else on here oh, that we can argue. Doug. I like that comment by Doug. Where's Doug? Uh-oh. Lashley, SP, Carmelo, and Trick. That's a good idea. Oh, here we go. I appreciate that, Doug, and it's true. That would be a – yo, I'm going to th- throw something out there that might make people mad because right now I think Judgment Day, besides – everything is besides – let's just say this. Without saying everything besides the bloodline, right? So besides the bloodline, the Judgment Day is the hottest faction in the game right now, in WWE right now. If you put Bobby, the Prophets, Carmelo, and Trick in a faction, they immediately become 1A to Judgment Day's 1. Immediately. Uh, I'm adding a bunch of people. Sorry, I'm trying to move this so that it's in order. I should have probably had this ready before, but there's... uh, I got okay. I got some arguable people here, real quick. Let's just we'll kind of give quick thoughts on these. Let's let's stick with let's oh, go to WWE. Lindsay just brought up somebody that's definitely not arguable. It's a hundred percent facts. Johnny Gargano. Yeah, that's who I was actually about to pull up. How dare you, Johnny Gargano? Johnny Wrestling. It, so you think he's underutilized? Now this is see this is where we get weird, bro. Because we're talking about like Dolph Ziggler and Johnny Gargano. They they were technically world champions, but they're not, uh, you know, like, I'm like, you had something with this dude at one point. I think the guard, the way and all that stuff, I think that was a bad move for him. Yeah. And I think that it's a situation where now you almost have to team him up with Champa to make it make sense. Yo, by the way, does anybody know where uh, Dexter Loomis is? Yo, Rob and me were talking about people last night. You're like, yo, where is that dude? I haven't even thought about him in weeks. I don't know, man. Maybe you got some sense and left the company. Six, I remember when uh, James Storm was at WWE. Could have been another version of Beer Money. Thanks for messing that up. <laughs> that sounded like it would have been a good idea. But you know what that means? 
Uh, I believe if there is a War Games match in November, Judgment Day is in that match. I don't think they're going to do it. They would, they would need – I like that, Lopez, but they would need another member. So let, let's keep flash forwarded through this. If Johnny's being underutilized, is Tommaso Ciampa being underutilized? 100%. That's, at this point, they need to put them together. That Miz thing that they did, bro, Bad. don't ever do that again. That made no sense. It didn't even look right. Uh, I know I took a lot of heat by saying that Miz wasn't one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions of all time, and I stand by that. But I will say this, though. Miz is definitely being underutilized in 2023. Bro, he loses way too much. Way too... And I'm not the biggest Miz guy either, but I will admit, I think he loses way too much. Here's another questionable name I think could be argued on both sides. Shinsuke Nakamura. The momentum that this man had on this night... Then I was there a year later when he was getting ready to leave. I was there for his call-up, basically, to the main roster. What on earth did they do with that momentum? Squandered. They blew it like they always do. I don't uh, – Conrad, I wish I could reach through the, the, the screen and, like, just shake him, bro. WWE does this. This is what they do. They screw careers up. I don't understand why you're not wrapping your head around this. Oh, I completely understand. This but... is what they do. Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler. That... Yo, what happened to J.D. McDonough joining Judgment Day? I don't know, you know what? what. It still may happen, but they're blowing it by taking so long. Dexter Loomis is at home nursing Indy Hartwell. Did I miss something with Indy getting hurt? Oh, yeah, she's injured. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure. So that's the excuse, I guess? All right. Well, in WWE's defense, Ciampa keeps getting hurt. He's always been away from the company. Makes you wonder if Ciampa... Ciampa also doesn't like being there, I can tell. Shelton like- Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Zia Lee, Lacey Evans. She's a Twitter nut, but still. I feel like Shelton's time I, I, passed, but... They've tried many times with Lacey Evans. Yeah. Zia Lee hasn't gotten a shake to do anything, really. And I would put Cedric in the same boat. He really hasn't had a chance to do anything. Before cruiserweight champ. Right. Before this most recent couple of weeks, I would have said Ricochet, but it looks like they're finally giving him an opportunity. You have to. Um, By the way, we, quick, quick side note, Conrad. Remember I've always been an advocate of one night for WrestleMania? This SummerSlam yeah. is starting to prove my point. SummerSlam is looking st- – I, I don't even watch WWE television. I get all my information from watching highlights and doing my research for the show. SummerSlam is looking like a stacked card. Now, that's what WrestleMania would be if they didn't have it on two nights. Just saying. Just saying. It would be eight matches because everyone – listen, all this, like, let's just have six matches is cool until you're not the one on the card. I'm sure Triple H gets an earful every week. Um. Let me see here. Lacey Evans can military match her ass right out of this company. I'm sick of her. Dang. Nobody said Ricochet, Alistair Black when he was there. Black could have been champ. Yeah, they could have been. He See, the reason I didn't put Malachi on here is because he's kind of been promoted in AEW. And somebody stopped me. Mustafa Ali is the definition of underutilized. He was for a long time, but he's getting stuff now. Yes, he is. <laughs> Original Biggie said, not the harlot. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, here he goes. Um, 
My last two, AEW, Powerhouse Hobbs. I think he is highly, highly mm-hmm. underutilized. He's being utilized right the way he should be. He's a mid, an upper, a upper mid-card guy. That's what I think. Bro, he was with QT Marshall. What? Sweet cream on an ice cream sandwich. Why? No. You do not put anybody. QT Marshall, if you go with him, it's the kiss of death at this point. There's no way. Do you want to be in the factory? No, <laughs> nobody ever said I want to join the factory. Nobody ever said he helped Hobbs win the title. And I was like, maybe this is going to be something. I gave it a couple weeks. Nah, fam, this was a bad idea instantly. And then they Hobbs left him already. Great. Johnny TV being with him. Sure. He likes to goof around. He can do that stuff. But Hobbs, absolutely not. I think they made a big mistake with him. The TNT, and I, the TNT champion. For like six weeks. And guess what? And this is my last person. And he could probably oh, go on board. What the? Oh, I've been, I've been good all night. I've behaved myself all night. And you're going to. Sean, they had something with him, though. You cannot deny the reaction that they had with him. Oh, my God. What is with this guy? I do not like him, bro. He is so generic, yo. I don't. He's a Goldberg knockoff, and I don't like Goldberg. So what does that have to say about him, bro? Right, I don't see. I don't see what you see in that kid. I really don't. I'm, I'm saying he at one point had great reactions. Go back and watch when he beat MJF. Before then, he was getting cheers for that little power bomb symphony. People were into it, and then, bah, he gets the belt and just I don't know, just do something. Go out there and do something. Wow, I'm so surprised to hear you say that, but okay. I I, I thought he. I think he's got something. I don't know what he's missing, what they're trying to figure out with him, but let's see. World champion, Sean. Future world champs we're going to also predict real quick on here. Chat, feel free to throw some of yours in. Who is a future world champ? Who is going to main event one of the biggest shows that you could use all year? Who could main event some show? Please stop. What? Just stop doing what you're doing. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, okay, you can do it's that. Not, okay, Sean, it's not funny. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> all right, all right. So, main event. So, who's someone that you're like, yo, got to be in the main event picture? Like, they're going to get the belt. It doesn't even mean you like them, but you're like, nah, this is a future world champ. No matter what I say, what I do. Well, I'm going to go with the obvious first. I agree with Sick, too, by the way. I'm going to go with the obvious first, and then... Go with the not so obvious. The obvious, I think Jimmy and or Jay should be world champion. Period. Okay, I'm saying it. I've been saying it. It is what it is. Okay. Oh, and we're getting Cody Rhodes out the way. I'm done with that. All right, Cody will win the world title. I'm calling it. Go All ahead. Right. So Jimmy and Jay, Jimmy and or Jay, I think, but Montez Ford, Montez Ford. Should be a few Montez Ford. Ooh, okay. I think Montez Ford, especially if they gear him up and team him up with his wife in a in a heel role, I think that that would be amazing. Bro, I've been saying the same thing. Who said? Where's Rob? Talk about we hate on WWE. No, we're giving good ideas right now, bro. Those two as heels will be money. It will be up there, I think, with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, the McMahon-Helmsley regime or whatever era. I forgot what they called it back then. That It could be that good. But you got to let them run with the ball, though. You got to let them cook. You got to let them cook. 
Uh, um, I, I see a lot of that. Not really, uh, not really like a, a ground shattering idea because everybody knows it. But Gunther should definitely be the next uh, be a world champion. L.A. Knight should be a world champion. Um, yeah, let me, hold prediction. on. Let me let you cook here. Yeah. Let me let you cook here because I've worked hard on getting this good picture for uh, you. But like uh, the word "should" is a, is a, is a relative term. Should Gunther? Should Jay Uso? Jimmy Uso? Should 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 should? But L.A. Knight. But will a prediction? Will Montez Ford? My prediction is Montez Ford will be a world champion one day. Ooh, you came up with some good ones for the E here. Um. I'm going to put out a name that may surprise some people for I the hope E. Not, I hope it's not um, – what's his name? Um, by the way – I did have a picture of Braun Breaker, but I don't think oh, it made it through. I was trying to – that's probably – it was probably meant to be I couldn't get his name out of my mouth. I did, I did have Braun Breaker, but this is someone who I think I, – I predict that he will be a better world champion than Braun Breaker. I got Carmelo. This I dude's believe, a star. I believe you would be a better world champion than Braun Breaker. Let's take it easy. I ain't trying to get beat up. Here's some Steiner math. See, he's fat. Put him in the recliner. Put him in. Put him in. Where's the main event mafia patch? By the way, by the way, just a little, let uh, you give you more, some more insight. Braun Breaker, Wardlow. Get him off the screen right now saying things like that. Crappy, <laughs> overrated wrestlers. Sean's going to be sad when they're both world champs calling it. Oh, it's probably going to happen because it's WWE and they're idiots. But Carmelo is someone who I think they should. I could see this kid main eventing WrestleManias, hands down. He should. But you know what that means. Let's see here. Hold on. We're going. I'm going to the chat. Be on the pre-show fighting for the hardcore title. It no longer exists. Let's let's throw some names out here uh, with people here. So we got a Gunther. Takeshka, somebody said. I like Takeshka. I don't know if I see World Championship yet, but I think the potential's there. Like, these are people that were like, yo, I'm pretty sure this dude's winning the world title. What do you think? Takeshka? You yeah, on the possibly, possibly. But I I want to say I really see a lot of um a lot of uh potential in um Stop. um the Academy, the Alpha Academy. I think that Oh, you start- like that guy a lot too? You Bruce starting- Pritchard. Yeah, they're starting to they're starting to grow on me a little bit. Bruce Pritchard likes one of them a lot. I could tell the uh, the one with the hair, the taller one. Mm-hmm. They they like him a lot. They give him a lot of good stuff. We'll see. Uh, Vinny put Braun Breaker, Gunther, Carmelo Hayes, and Theory. I agree. I, I would have said Theory a that, year or two yeah. ago. I don't know if I don't know if I'm throwing Theory up there right now. Uh, someone said L.A. Knight. Lego Lego Ewok says L.A. Knight. Welcome Lego. Uh. Eric Douglas put Roxanne Perez on here. I will throw another lady on here that'll be a world champion. Yep. I'm going to throw Jay Cargill on the list. And look well. out for Tiffany Stratton from NXT. Are you a believer now? She's starting to grow on me as well. I, I will say the same. She's been working really hard. Working really hard. Um, let me see. Should I'm waiting to see if I should bust out some more of these ideas. Mello is him. I love it. Really uh Quills. Quills, I got he was on my list too. Darby Allen. I think Darby Allen's the guy to beat MJF. I still stand behind that. I think, I think Darby Allen. Adam Cole's gonna be there. Really? You think Cole's the guy? After this ridiculous storyline is over. Trust me. Trust. I, I still think Cole knows what he's doing. Wardlow isn't underutilized. He's misbooked. 
he had a spark when he started, but now <laughs> that's a that's a hip hop reference. <laughs> uh, reboot him now or wait till twenty twenty four. Wardlow is washed. I just don't think like putting him with Iron was great. Ooh, someone said Grayson Waller is world champ. I wouldn't I don't see that. it. He has he has charisma. Yeah, he reminds me of Miz though. Like I don't know how this is gonna go for him. Miz is a former um, world champion. He is. He well. I, w- I won't get the started only, on that. The only two-time, the only two-time Grand Slam winner in WWE history. <laughs> See, that's mocking people now. No, no, no. I'm Gunther. not mocking anybody. I'm mocking him because he says it all the time. I used to mock Chris yeah. Jericho, Jericho for talking about um, beating Rock and Stone Cold on the same night. He still says that to this day. Yes, he does. Gunther, Jay Uso, EO Sky. I be- I could believe that. Of course, believe no, it or not, in the SummerSlam, by the way. Six is Dominic Mysterio. I think Dominic's really good. He's good, but I don't know if he's world championship good. Oh, I knew someone was going to say it. Quill said Nikita Lyons. She's dope. Thicky, Thicky the Dragon Steamboat. She's dope. She's dope, She's dope for more Ultima reasons than one. Ultima Wagon. Oh, I like that. <laughs> the American Cream Busty Rhodes. <laughs> what are we oh, doing? I like that. What are you, oh, nice, nice. No, shout out to whoever said people. They were going crazy one night on Twitter about her when NXT was on. I was like, cut it out. They even had one. Uh, I for I won't say who she supports politically, but someone was like, if she's a fan of him, and then they had the Daniel Garcia. Well, I am too. <laughs> I was like, sit down, you thirsty people. I'm done. Breaker over Wardlow, <laughs> six at Nikita Lions. Charlotte Flair, she really deserves the push. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> You know what? Yo, who said that? Bring it, bring them. That was good. Yo, we should really give Charlotte Flair a chance. She doesn't you know the deal said that. You know the Yo, deal you know said the that. Deal. That was the comment of the night. You know, that Charlotte Flair really doesn't get the opportunity. I'm, I'm starring that one. That's a star one in the chat. That's that was awesome. funny. Way to go, you that know. Was funny. That was tremendous. Quills and Eric have someone else that I had on the list as well. I want your thoughts on this one, Sean. Uh, Dead serious. Because this is one that I debated and went back and forth on. I am a huge Eddie Kingston fan. Eddie Kingston is the everyman. He reminds me of Foley. He reminds me of this street dude hanging out in front of the bodega that you're like, oh, what's up, pa? What you get, a sandwich? Yeah, you know how it is. And then he's just that dude out there. Eddie Kingston is a guy who deserves to have it on his resume. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that he should be world champion for about two weeks. Have him win it in a fluke on Dynamite and have him lose it back at the pay-per-view. He is not world championship. <laughs> Me? I would never do that. Um, he doesn't deserve to be world champion in the in the purest essence, but he deserves it on his resume because he worked so hard. I say let him win it and lose it. I would have no because I Some people deserve to just have it on his, their resume. His story is best that he is the heartbroken guy every time. That's what makes you still invested. There's been times where I'm like, he's going to beat Claudio. They're going to let him do it finally. And then, nah, bro, eat this uppercut, power bomb, sit down, Eddie. I'm tired of you. And it happens every time. Jocelyn okay. says top flight for tag team champions. Um, what you think you stay healthy. Um, I want, I want to talk about the Miz for a second. If I may. Why do we keep talking about him? Go ahead. If I may, I'd like to, like to talk about another miss for a moment and I, I really had to sit down and think about this didn't think about it too long but i came up with some thoughts 
And I think that I. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say I sat. I sat down and I thought about this. And I, really, I didn't think about it too long, though. I but really, I really dug into this thing for about five minutes, and <laughs> I've come to this conclusion. This is how I feel about the Miz. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yes. And notice I said first ballot. When he is so you're saying you're saying he's the headline of the class. I'm saying no. First, first ballot doesn't necessarily mean head of the class. First ballot just means as soon as he's eligible, he should go in. Um, number two, number two. The Miz. I've come up with how I feel the Miz should be remembered. The Miz, and before you jump on me, just listen. And if you listen and internalize, I think it'll make sense to you. This is for everybody. I want everybody's thoughts. The Miz does a lot of things very well. I'm going to repeat that. The Miz does a lot of things very well. Do I think the Miz is one of the greatest athletes in the history of professional wrestling? No. Do I think The Miz has had the great, some of the greatest storylines in the history of wrestling? No. Do I think The Miz is the greatest talker in the history of professional wrestling? No, though he has had his moments. The Daniel Bryan interview, the back and forth with John Cena, for example. So at the end of the day, The Miz, in my mind, will always be remembered as, and I mean this with respect, because the word B plus has been used in such negative connotation, but there's really no disrespect in calling someone a B plus player when somebody, when there's only been a few A plus players in the history of the business. Hulk Hogan ugh, is an A plus player. Savage is an A plus player. Austin and Rock are A plus players. I consider The Miz to be a B-plus player. And that is not disrespectful. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I respect him. He's a B-plus player. Is that fair enough? I'll let you rock. Sir Quills put Josh Alexander on here. I could definitely see Josh Alexander. He's going he's gonna to gloss over my commentary. Okay. I am. I am because you stood up here last week and dogged this man. I didn't dog dogged him. him. I didn't dog but him. At all. I I won't say you're wrong in a lot of the things you said, like with the whole is he the greatest promo? Is he that? No, no. Uh, Blair Davenport has also been on here, and apparently we're gonna go through these names. McKinney said, "Yam Yam Bigelow." Hmm. Matt, Matt Lopez says, "Jeff Jarrett deserves a push." Thicky Bagwell. <laughs> mm. I don't know if Samoa Joe's about that, but Samoa Joe has been a world champ previously. Um, let me see here. I love Eddie Kinks. I really wanted to be world champ, but he's his own worst enemy who gets in his way. Hate to say it, but it's true. But that's his character as well. He always gets in his own way. Uh, <laughs> Derek says Charlotte doesn't get blank. <laughs> Excuse me, hubs. <laughs> Cora Jade, someone said, maybe. Leo Rush, maybe. Derek, you forgot who deserves a push. Paul White. Oh, don't get him started. He's the only two-time Grand Slam. Give him the A-. minus. Give him the A-. minus. 
Not the biggest Miz fan. He has some of the most underwhelming world champ runs, but I do agree he is a future Hall of Famer. That guy's been through a lot. He worked hard, too. He definitely worked hard for it. You know what? I would put him at the top of the list as a B-plus player than them other B-pluses, but I will agree. Even BJ agreed with you. So you did something right there. This sipping over Nikia Lyons is absolutely <laughs> sickening, Rob says. Well, I, I have some more names here for you guys. The Iron Cheek. <laughs> Clapton. Oh, no, these are just uh, Nikita Lion nicknames. Oh. Claptus Jack, Thicky Steamboat, Thicky James, Yam Yam Bigelow, Suplexus Texas, Cake the Snake, Yammy Guevara, Road Pog, <laughs> and Donk the Clown. I'm out. I'm done. I hate wrestling fans. This is terrible. Terrible. Wow, hilarious. Jocelyn says Giselle Shaw. Giselle Shaw, I could definitely see becoming knockouts uh, world champion. Just call him awesome and we're good. Because he's, he's really, the Miz. He's really, and he's, he's really, really good. He's really, really good. <laughs> Vinny said Taker, A-plus player? Yes, he is an A-plus player. Undertaker is an A-plus player, yes. So anyone who could, anyone who could, anyone who could do an entrance for eight minutes, so definitely a plus player. So the Undertaker, thank you for bringing this up, Vinny. So if the and by the way, you know, BJ, we don't always agree, but thank you for the respect. If Undertaker's an A plus, if this, if this right here is a plus in the history of the business, if this is Shawn Michaels, if this is the Nature Boy. By God, Ric Flair, are you telling me that The Miz is here? No. Nobody has said, nobody has said that in this chat. Not no, a every, single no, sound. No, no, no. You're, see, you're being unfair now. You're ganging up on me. Everybody was on me last week, y'all. You're disrespecting no. Miz. I didn't because disrespect the, the Miz. Because The Miz was a great intercontinental champion. You were making it sound like Miz ain't did jack donkey no, nothing. You recall, you're the one who started this crap because you said that The Miz was better than Kurt, Mr. Perfect Henny. That's how it got started. I did not say that. Yes, All I did was pause. Yes, I, I, pa- I paused for effect. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You still haven't admitted Kurt Henning's better than The, than the, the Miz. For the record, right here, I, I, I am salty. I, Mr. Perfect or The Miz? I, Mr. Perfect, but that's personal preference. But the West Texas redneck stuff, out of line. I've been going back and rewatching that, out of line, Kurt Henning. You're from Minneapolis. You oh, don't dress like a cowboy. For the love of sweet God Almighty. So, The Miz, scroll down to that, please, bro. Please scroll down to that. I'm going to be respectful because it's all love in here. The Miz is the set. Okay. Okay. Chat. Sean, time out. I really want you to find BJ. You have to send Sean your podcast about this. This was an interesting, this was a round table discussion with a bunch of people about best intercontinental champs. They were making great arguments for like Bret Hart, Razor Ramon, Sean Michaels, Miz. They were going through a bunch of names and BJ was going in about okay. the Miz. I respect everybody deserves to have a right to their opinion. Okay. And I'm going to say this as calmly as I possibly can. <laughs> I can't even talk. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Henning, Kurt Angle. 
Randy Macho Man Savage. Get Kurt Angle off that list, bro. Okay, that's fair. Macho Man, Kurt Henning, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall. I, 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 and I'm, I'm not being, yo, Conrad, you know me. Bro. A lot of people said Jericho, oh, Conrad, too. Conrad, Conrad, just, I, I need to ask you, am I, I'm not being disrespectful. I am, I'm keeping it a thousand right now. Let, so let's ask this. Here's the, the real question. The second greatest intercontinental champion of all time is the Miss Better than Randy Orton? Let's let me ask you this because some people, once you get associated with the world title, I think people don't remember your IC title as fondly. Like Brett, I, I when people think of Brett, I think most people think of Brett as the world champ. When people think of uh, who else did you say, Macho Man, I think of Macho as the world champ. You know what I mean now? Like, I think of him as that belt, like, that's where he is. Some people with the IC that is, listen, is the, Miz, is the Miz better than Chris Jericho? He said Randy is number one. I don't know if he means Orton or uh, Savage. I can't remember. I can't remember his podcast because it was a while ago. But let me let me ask this. Hey, hey, Doug, get out of here with this song too. I like country music. I like country girls. <laughs> I hated that song. It was catchy though. It was catchy though. Sean, are you comparing their overall careers or IC no, reigns? No, no, I understand why you're asking that, and I respect that question. No, the answer is no. I believe Shawn Michaels was a better inner. Look, if I give it the fair consider, here's my question: Where does Miz fall for you in IC champions? Then is he top ten, top twenty, thirty? The Miz. I'm not a disrespectful person, bro. And I know you know I know this business like the back of my hand. Of course, The Miz is not in the top 20 or 30 intercontinental champions. The Miz is a top 10 intercontinental champion. There's no question about that. I never said he wasn't, but I will be damned if somebody tells me he's the, the, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time or the second greatest intercontinental champion. Randy Macho Man Savage and Shawn Michaels are intercontinental champions. Jared said, "Are we? T- he wasn't a better IC champion than Jeff Jarrett." Oh I Lord, I Jared, I appreciate you. I don't. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. But no, I'm, come on, bro. Like I'm being real right now. I'm being real with you guys right now. And I feel like- honest, honestly, if you if you want my real opinion on Miz's yeah. IC champ, Miz and Jared are in the same like territory. I feel like okay. they're around That's that fair. same level. That's fair, but if, Miz, but if the Miz and Jared are like this in your opinion, then the Kurt Henning question shouldn't even have been a question. Derek, you are rude. And, oh, and by Miz? the way, and I'm having fun with this, guys, and this is for you too, Conrad, and this is for everybody, I'm, and you, I'm glad you brought that up, Emily Z. Hold, let's hold on a second, and let's put a smidge of respect on the Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental Championship reign. And nothing more than a smidge. <laughs> nothing more. I'll leave okay. it there. That's all I'm saying. All um, right. Okay. BJ right. says, Sean, when I send this to you, uh, when I send you that, give it a listen. Tell me if it changes your opinion, even if it just moves them up higher than you feel sure. right now. Sure. I'll give it a fair shake, and I think I'm giving it a fair shake right now. See, if, let me tell you, let me say something right here and right now. If I said Miz was a terrible Intercontinental Champion, if I said Miz was any lower on the list than 10, any lower on the list than 10, I would be dead wrong, period. Miz is a top 10 Intercontinental Champion across the board. No question about it. 
No question about it. And of course I'll listen to your show, bro. No problem. I'm just saying to say the Miz is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. What? It was going it bro, it was going listen, you gotta listen to that show. It was going okay. down in there. And I always remember hearing that, and I was like, whoa, they are going in. But let's put let's put a smidge of respect on the honky tonk man's intercon. 14 months is a long time. A smidge, but I I always just never liked Honky Talk Man. I don't know what it was for whatever reason. He's okay. just like, oh goodness. Maybe it's because I was a kid and I didn't like him. But no doubt. No Jeff doubt. Jarrett had better world championship reigns than Miz, including those NWA title runs. Hey, you're not wrong about that. Probably I didn't like Miz's world champ. I never thought it came off as good when he and had you know it. What? Well, the first the first one was better than the last one. But and I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. The Miz's world title reign is exactly how I feel about Eddie Kingston. Does that make any sense? What do you mean? The Miz deserved it, but he wasn't really like, you know, Eddie Kingston deserves it, but that doesn't mean he should like hold it for an extended amount of time. I think Eddie could tell a more compelling story. Like I said, Eddie Kingston is the everyman's man. He is your Mick Foley. He is the people will love him. They will cry for Eddie Kingston. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're going to be able to uh, pull that out with certain people. Uh, I got a couple more champs. Let me get the the surprising. Shota Aminu, I believe, will be eventually the New Japan heavyweight champion. I got Shooter up in there. I don't know I if you agree. Right. I think you're right. And I John Moxley, that, protege. Yeah, I want to throw somebody out there, and if I'm missing it, then tell me I missed it. Has my guy, the guy who I consider to be the greatest wrestler in the world today, ever been world champion? Say that again. Has my guy, the guy who I consider to be the greatest wrestler to ever look well, the greatest wrestler in the world today been world champion? Yes. Okay. Well, Lost Prey's been world champion? Okay. I must have missed he, it. He, he was, but then he got injured and lost it. Like, it, it was funky, kind of. Okay. Like, so he's he, already he was the. Okay. Okay. I'm also going to put Ace Austin and Chris Bay in here. Whether it's Impact Champions, they will go somewhere and become champions. I don't know where. I can't tell you how. It could be WWE. It might be Impact. It might be New Japan. But these two will both be world champions. I think they're both great. They're both great. Great. Away from WWE. Word, word of advice. Um, what do you want? You want the, the name you should expect, or do you want the name that will probably shock some people? The name that will shock some people. I got Swerve. I think Swerve's a world champion. I don't like how they book him to lose all those battle royals and main events, but I think Swerve's got something. He has been delivering in the ring. He is obviously trusted. He's on TV almost every single week. There is something with this guy, and I think you can run with him. If you need the first black world champion in AEW, I think Swerve's got to be on your consideration list. I'm going to surprise you right now. I I agree with your statement wholeheartedly. I like it. I like it. Best in the world, you must have meant to say Zack Sabre Jr. He is. He could be argued. Well, I, like, I like Zack. I like it, he I'm was almost on this list, but I don't believe they're ever going to give him the world title. Sick, I, I, respect you. I respect the opinion, bro, but nah, man. I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. is amazing, but I think I think pound for pound, Will Ospreay is the best professional wrestler in the world. Speedball Mike Bailey is another name that just got dropped on us. Honky Tonk Man pulled the Roman Reigns with the IC title. He didn't fight anyone, and when he did, he won by DQ or slipping the guitar. Nostalgia yeah. is he's listed. Classic, classic Swer- heel stuff. 
Swerve is gold. Yeah, but Hockey Talk Man's been able to say for like 20, 30-something years, I'm the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. Don't you ever disrespect me. And I think that's finally going to get broken with Gunther, I think. He got it. Uh, he needs to move from... No, no, Swerve does not need to move on from no. AEW. AEW is home. I am is perfect for Swerve Strickland. Yeah, he. I think he got treated very badly in WWE. I don't like know garbage, what happened with like that. Garbage. Even in NXT, how long did it take him to get like constant TV matches in a character? I was like, really? dude, they treated him terribly, and he should never. He said Sean had to go yell at Triple H for him. Like, yo, yeah. put this dude on TV. This guy on TV, absolutely. Swerve Strickland should have beat Orange Cassie for the international championship. He still might. He still yeah. might. I think Orange's time is coming up soon. Hey, listen, Orange was someone AEW expert. Help me out, bro. What's what exactly is all in gonna be now? Because now I'm confused. Because they're announcing all out matches before they're announcing all in matches. I'm confused. All in's gonna happen, but I think all in's gonna be a big promotional show for all out as well. Does that wow. make sense? You're all well. No, it's a week. It's a week apart, bro. So you're gonna have to have matches that are gonna have. Some will have repercussions going into it. You may have a match where it's like, if you win tonight, you're going to face this person at All Out. But we already know who's going to All Out. That's why I wanted to ask you. I know you knew what you were talking about, but you know how bad that sounds? You're going to put 80,000 people in a building for a show to promote a show coming up the following week? Let's see what they do. Nothing's really been announced yet. I'm kind of waiting. The only thing I've seen announced for either show is that they're doing a battle royal to see who's going to All Out. They already did it. Okay, so no, I'm saying that the promotional—that's the only promotional pieces I've seen. Right now, it's Darby versus Luchasaurus, but but what could happen in the weeks leading up? We don't know. Right. So, and they need some stability with that title, is how I feel. And my oh, last one. Oh boy, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. He's got it, man. He's good. Did you watch Collision with Punk? Yes, I did. Especially with the heel turn, I love it. He stood oh, toe-to-toe with Punk. Jack Perry. I, I've lost a little faith. Do you? Okay. okay. I, I, I'm not feeling it as much as I did maybe in the beginning I would have been. Yeah. Both will be uh, a pay-per-view two weeks apart. They need to come up with some double deal with no. the pay-per-view, bro. One oh, one price no. package deal or something. Joel, I ain't paying for two $50 shows. Yikes indeed, Joel. I My sentiments exactly. Not good, too much on their plate. Listen, they, they needed this, though. WWE had all those people talking. We're breaking records in Mexico. We're breaking records everywhere. AW, they got to do their own thing. And right now, they're inching towards that WrestleMania 3. I'm just letting people know. You may not like it, but it's true. Ricky didn't turn heel. Ricky was finally just being himself. <laughs> Stroke daddy. I like Ricky. Ricky's someone who I see a lot of potential in. This was a fun show. I had a chance to meet with him. He's cool. This was a fun show. I like this one. Sean, do you got something coming up this week? Yes, yes, yes. Not this week, but, um, well, the article just dropped. The article's dropping midnight for the preview for, um, oh, my gosh, goodness, 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 goodness. Crawford versus Spence Jr., the biggest fight in the world this year. I'm looking forward to that. And the biggest show in Hubbard Wrestling Weekly history is coming up. And I'm talking about being... 75 shows in you know i'm really excited about this on august 3rd we're gonna have the bloodline versus the world as it relates to storylines of all time it's gonna be myself my clash of the podcast partner conrad cushman it's gonna be uh crystal s who you have seen on my show before 
and a newcomer, somebody who's really dope. She's a fashion model and a wrestling historian out of Kansas City, Missouri. Her name is Renzi. All four of us are going to be on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly channel on Thursday, August 3rd, 8 p.m. And we're going to discuss the bloodline as it relates historically up against other great storylines in history. And we're talking about the cream of the crop. We're going to see how the bloodline stacks up against the mega power storyline. We're going to see how it stacks up against McMahon versus Austin. We're going to talk about how it stacks up against HBK versus Bret Hart. We're going to talk about how it stacks up against Andre and Hogan. We're talking about the greatest storylines of all time, and we're going to compare them to the bloodline and see which one comes out on top. August 3rd on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly channel. Man, breaking news. Roosh has signed a new deal with AEW. So it looks like Roosh is sticking around for a little bit. Definitely yeah. got that. Shout out to Matt Lopez. He keeps me up to date on all the AEW ROH stuff happenings. Um, Joe's asking for your prediction. I am thinking it's going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm picking. I'm picking Spence. I'm picking Spence Jr. to win by split decision, which will automatically lead to the rematch. I am going to go with Spence as well. I really don't have a a, a reason. I hear you. I hear that, That's just my guess. Uh, McKinney's letting us know we are out. Just found the episode. Going to send it your way, Sean. So you, we'll, we'll have to open up next week with some some of Sean's thoughts on this well, podcast. Maybe. And if and if he if he compels me, I'll definitely say, hey, listen, I, I get it. I get it. If you listen, I'm going to tell you something, BJ. If you can get me to admit that The Miz is the second greatest intercontinental champion of all time, then you accomplish something major, my G. Sean, take us out of here, brother. Listen, man, um, Clash of the Podcast, it's, it's really a blessing. We're, we're, we're doing pretty well, and it's because of you guys. I want to thank everybody, whether it's people who agree with us, people who don't agree with us, people who have fun. It's all about fun. You know, we're really excited about it, and we're continuing to push forward. Conrad, always a pleasure. Like I said, um, Conrad's going to be making his first ever appearance on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly channel on August 3rd. Make sure you look out for that. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful week. Um Stay prayerful, man. Stay safe. There's still a pandemic outside. Not trying to scare anybody, but continue to protect yourself. Um, there's been issues with air quality in um, in New York. Make sure you protect yourself if, it's, if you're on the East Coast or anywhere in the surrounding areas. Um, just be safe, man. Be safe. Enjoy your life, man. Enjoy your life. You only get one. So with that being said, uh, he is uh, the one and only Conrad Cushman of Everything Pro Wrestling. I'm your homie. Sean Hubbard of Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. Collectively, we are the clash of the podcast show. And always remember, evil never prevails. God bless.